You're listening to the Paradigm Shift Podcast. Welcome everyone. This is episode seven. My name is Robert Bass and on behalf of the entire Daily PS team, thank you for tuning in today. Um, If you have not heard uh, episode one of the podcast, this is where um, me and Alex were talking about the journey of Daily PS and kind of a little bit more about me. So if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check out episode one podcast. Uh, today I have with me the legend, Mr. John Phelps. Uh, I actually first met uh, Mr. John in the group's world at church. Uh, I was kind of new to coming into the church world and was joining groups and getting involved in uh, sports and fitness groups. And I had the privilege of uh, him just kind of coming alongside me and sharing his wisdom and uh advice that he had to help me grow in my leadership and in helping other people. And so uh, throughout uh, my journey, even coming on staff in the church world, he has helped me so much and uh, he has so much wisdom that we just really wanted him to be a part uh, of this podcast on the subject of grace and truth. So thank you, Mr. John, for joining us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Awesome. It's an honor to be here, Robert. I think um, when people say he has a lot of wisdom, it just means he's old. So, <laughs> But I have been uh, walking out this grace and truth uh, continuum for uh, about the last 40 or 50 years. So probably my greatest claim to fame is for the last 34 years in my marriage with my sweet wife, Karen, we tried to walk out this grace and truth continuum. We have four kids and we're working out the grace and truth continuum there. And and uh, I graduated from uh, graduate school in 1988. So for almost the last 30 years, Theologically, I've been uh, wrestling with the balance between grace and truth. So it's a journey I've been on for a long, long time. Yeah, that's so true. Grace and truth is such a big subject. It's something that we're always working on. It's something that we're always growing uh, to be more like Jesus. And so as we dive in today, the first kind of topic we wanted to talk about is what is more important to show first grace or truth? Well, that's sort of like asking what's more important. Is hydrogen or oxygen more important when it comes to the water molecule? They both are necessary and can't really be separated. Um, But I do find out that we all kind of fall on one side or the other of the grace-truth continuum. On one side of the pendulum or other, we gravitate toward one side or the other. So uh, the only person who lived the perfect balance between grace and truth was Jesus. John 1, 17, he is grace and truth personified. But Robert, where would you fall on the spectrum of grace and truth? Where on the pendulum would you put, are you more grace-oriented or more truth-oriented? I'm definitely more truth. More truth-oriented. So after you've known me for a while, where would you say I fall on the spectrum? Uh, more grace. More grace. Well... I am definitely on the same side of the pendulum as you. I'm glad to know that God's been at work in my heart and life and you experienced me as a gracious person, but my very first response in all issues is I would tend to, to fall right on the truth side of things. I would want to speak the truth and I struggle sometimes with being harsh. And so I have to trust the Holy Spirit to bring the balance of grace 
in my life. And I find that most Christians struggle with this balance between grace and truth. And those who are more truth-oriented like you and I, we struggle sometimes with being harsh and judgmental. And those who are on the far side of the pendulum on grace can be perceived as permissive, as promiscuous, as soft on sin. And so um, we need one another to balance each other out when it comes to grace and truth being lived out together. Yes, that's so true. I definitely tend to lean more towards the truth side, and uh, I've realized how important it is uh, to show other grace because I would definitely want someone to show me grace. So on this kind of topic of grace, what does it mean to show someone grace? Well, I love this perspective on grace. Grace is um, accepting someone right where they are, just like they are, but loving them enough not to let them stay where they are. So grace isn't just acceptance to say you can stay like that forever. We want to love people into transformation. So loving people just like they are, but loving them enough not to leave them right where they are. That's so true. Uh, I know as I've grown in my relationship, the people that have been in my life like you and other mentors have really encouraged me to continue to grow and not even be comfortable uh, with uh, my life and to allow the Holy Spirit to continue to grow me. And so here's another interesting uh, question that we have. How do you avoid watering down truth in the Bible with the grace of Jesus? Well, I love that question because if you stop and think about where that question falls in the grace, truth, um, pendulum, that question would come from the truth side of the pendulum, like truth is more important than grace. And so uh, I think um, when we consider that question, uh, I don't think it's possible to water down the truth with one of the most important truths in all the Bible, which is the grace and love of God. So in many ways, you could say the grace of God is one of not the most important truths in all of God's word. So uh, Ephesians 4.15 says, that we are to speak the truth in love. And so I often play around with this verse and we'll look at someone and say, so Robert, um, do we have an option to be unloving? What would your answer be? No. So there's no option. We've got to be loving, right? But then I'll turn around and ask you this question. Do you have an option to not speak the truth? Do you have an option to do that, Robert? Yes. And why would you say yes to that? Do we have an option not to speak the truth? Yeah. Uh, because we can choose to lie. We choose to lie. And I find that Christians have the most trouble with this truth side of the thing. Because they want to say, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to be mean. But the scriptures say, speak the truth in love. Could you imagine Jesus? Jesus was loving, but he always spoke the truth too. We don't have an option, any more of an option to not speak truth than we have an option to not be loving. Those two are inseparable. We are not given the option to say, well, I'll choose to be loving today, but untruthful. Or I'll choose today to be untruthful, but I'll be loving. So well, there's the old adage many people have heard, and many people have heard it said this way, truth without love is brutality. And love without truth is this shallow superficiality sentimentality. So we need both of those things. 
Man, that is so good. That's actually a good uh, revelation and thought how we can't really separate uh, that. I know that's so important for me to constantly work on uh, in my life. We actually have some questions that our listeners have sent in to us. And so I wanted to kind of talk about these questions and to see uh, your thoughts on that. So one of them sent in, how do you tell someone that their actions don't align with the Bible in a loving way that does not come across mean or like you're looking down at them? That is a great question. Um, I found that people have a uh, built-in radar for when people are real and authentic. Or we don't give people enough credit for having uh, great intuition. They sniff out whether there's a heart of compassion and love or whether deep down inside people are feeling judged or like someone hates them or is disgusted by them. So the question we have to do is we have to look into our own hearts. What's the real truth about us? Are we burdened for the person? Are we broken about their struggle? Do we have great compassion and love for them? Do we see them through the lens of our own brokenness or struggle? You know, people always say this, hate the sin, but love the sinner. And I find it's kind of hard to separate those two. So are we disgusted by the person's actions? And if we are, that's exactly what they pick up. So I think it's important that we examine our own heart before we deliver truth to anybody else. Man, that's definitely some good truth on uh, always looking at our true motives and and what we have intended on. A lot of times, kind of like truth, we tend to lead towards selfish motives because a lot of things affect us in our life. And so we always have to examine our heart in those situations when we want to sell someone truth uh, in a loving way. Another question that was really good is, should I tell the biblical truth to a friend that's not a Christian how they are living? Well, um, my thought on that is never go where you're not invited. Jesus said these words, don't throw pearls before swine. And that doesn't mean anybody that you're talking to is a swine. But what Jesus was saying is this. He's emphasizing the principle that you don't go where you're not invited. Pigs don't want pearls. They want flop. And so I'll often do something like this. I'll, when I'm interacting with Christian or non-Christian, I'll often, if I want to speak into someone's life, ask permission. And I do it with something like this. Hey, Robert, are you open to any feedback on that? And then I pay very close attention to see whether a person wholeheartedly invites me into their world by saying, yeah, John, I would really love to hear what you have to say. But if they hem and haw or have any hesitation in their voice, if they say, "Mm, uh, well, yeah, then I go, oh, no, no, I don't need to to move into that area. Let's just move on. So I don't move anywhere where people don't invite me. You know, some people want to speak truth into someone's life where they're uninvited, and I liken it to taking your finger and poking someone in the eye. Well, you spoke the truth, you poked them in the eye, now their eyes swollen shut, and the next time they see you, they flinch or they avoid you. So you won the battle, but you lost the war. So I would never go where I'm not invited. Wow, that's that's really good uh, advice. So this kind of even ties into the next question that someone asked on this same subject. What if my Christian friend lives with his girlfriend? 
should I say something? Well, um, this depends on what your definition of friendship is. So the scriptures give us this definition of true friendship. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, and deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So if you have a true friend, a true friend will wade in to the difficult conversations of life. And so just have a quick recommendation. Both of those last questions focus on having these crucial conversations with people that are either Christians or those who have not yet crossed that line. Uh, Robert Grinney's got a book called Crucial Conversations that I highly recommend that show us, gives us some great truths about how to have difficult conversations. Yeah, that's good. Um, I've learned from uh, my past that um, friends are definitely, close friends are definitely open more towards uh, hard conversations than uh, someone that we have not invested in and spent time with. Well, here's what I know. Those who love me the most often say to me the hardest things that help me grow. So... A friend who loves is a friend who's willing to wade into the difficult conversation, but to do it graciously. Yes, agree 100% with that. Here's another really good question. I have a passive personality, so I don't want to share the truth very much. I just have grace for everyone. Is that wrong? Mm, wow. Um, you know, our temperament and personality um, helps explain our behavior but it doesn't excuse our behavior. And so, as you can tell from this little podcast, I'm a little bit of an extrovert and I love to talk. And so, sharing my faith with other people comes a little bit more natural to me. But if someone is an introvert and is quieter and more shy, do we say to them, no, you get a pass on evangelism? Or when you look at me, an extrovert who loves people and loves to be on the go, and you tell me, you know, you need to spend time alone, in the quiet, in silence and solitude, seeking God in prayer. That is excruciating for me. Very, very difficult. But an introvert, they go, how long would you like me to spend? I love being alone and quiet. So the same goes for people who are along the grace and truth spectrum. You know, if grace and love and acceptance is your natural mode of operation, that's a beautiful strength to have. But it's not an excuse for not following what Jesus said to speak the truth in love. And so on the same side of the spectrum, if we are more truth-driven, it doesn't excuse us from being harsh, judgmental, brutal people. We have to combine truth with grace. And so um, our temperaments and personalities explain our behavior, but don't excuse us from following fully all the commands of Jesus. That's so true. It's definitely good to know who we are and how we tend to lean to. That way we can know how to have that balance and to be uh, more like Jesus. So the last question that we have for today is, I feel everyone gets offended when you tell them the truth. What can I do about this? Hmm. Well, um <laughs> I often have conversations with parents of teenagers and, and, um, and I'll ask them this simple question. How much control do you have over your teenager? Really? 
Now, you can't follow them around 24-7 every moment of the day. And so most parents realize that when their children become teenagers, they have very little control over what they do or don't do. When I counsel with um, young couples and who are struggling in their marriage or older couples struggling in their marriage, I'll often ask this question, how much control do you have over your, sp over your spouse? And often they will say, very little. And so that question kind of begs the question of who do we have control over? And we don't have control over how people will or will not respond to the truth that we deliver. And so the only piece of people that we have any control over are ourselves. We can only take control of delivering truth with grace and compassion. And then whether or not people open the mail or how they receive the mail, that's not up to us. So that's been helpful for me of knowing what I have control over and what I don't have control over. Yes, that's so good. We definitely have to give uh, room for God and the Holy Spirit to work in people's lives. Uh, a lot of times all we can do is just focus on what God has called us to do and focus on what He's doing in and through our life. I know this subject of grace and truth uh, is a big one in our culture today. A lot of people have questions about this, and so we're glad to just touch on this subject. Uh, we know that uh, we've just briefly shared some some kind of maybe hot topics, and so if, uh, if this has impacted you, we highly encourage you to share this with your friends. Uh, obviously, like we talked about today, to share with love, not to share uh, forcefully. And we really appreciate. So on behalf of the entire Daily PS team, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much, Mr. John, for sharing your wisdom. For show notes and discussion, visit podcast.dailyps.com. Thank you for listening to the Paradigm Shift Podcast.